Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello, and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. All right, Julia, what animal are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the Thresher Shark. All right, um, so I found while looking, the Thresher Shark has a lot of names. It does. A lot of nicknames. Like, yes, a lot of names. So I can go ahead and list some of those off. So here we go. We have, so it's the Thresher Shark, the Atlantic Thresher, the Big-Eyed Thresher, the Common Thresher, the Fox Shark, the Gray Fish, the Green Thresher, the Sea Fox, the Slasher, the Swingle Tail, the Swivel Tail, the Thin Tail Thresher, Thrashers, Thresher Shark, Treasure Sharks, Whip-Tailed Sharks, and Zorro Thresher Sharks. And the one I'll throw in there is the Pacific Thresher Shark. That's another one that I have found. <laughs> I, there are, I mean, uh, alone, there have been over 20 species of them that have gone extinct. Right now, there are three. Three alive, correct. Yeah. One of the reasons that they have so many... Nicknames you'll see if you don't know about thresher sharks is their characteristics, the way they look. Yes. So, Julie, if you want to get into that. Yeah, so thresher sharks, um, they're literally built like a torpedo. They have very slim, sleek line bodies, and half of its actual size is the tail itself, which is just, it's a normal tail, but then it just keeps going on and on and on at the back end. Oh, see, and then I was going to bring up with this uh, with this research that I did... I learned so many new words this time. One of the things, so a tail fin is called a coddle fin. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Nope. So when Julia talks about how the tail is really long, you, when you picture a fish tail, you know, it's kind of got a top and bottom segment. For a thresher shark, it's just the top part that's really long. Yes. Bottom part looks pretty normal, but the top part, like Julia said, can make up to half of the total length of a thresher shark. So their size itself, they can span up to 20 feet long, and if you think about that, so it's about 10 feet of the actual shark, and then their tail can get 10 feet long alone. And it, you can put it next to a great white shark, and it'll be the same length just because of its tail. And then I, I saw that they caught one, and it reached up to 440 pounds. Um, I think that's right, because the, the stat that I saw was in kilograms, 348 kilograms. Yep. So that's, that's probably about 400 pounds. But yeah, that's, they are not small. No. And... Lengthwise, they are really slender. So whereas you think of like Great White is really beefy, mm-hmm. the, like Julia said, it's built like a torpedo. It is it's, sleek. It is a sleek body. Uh, and uh, as for looks also, so the coloration of them is pretty standard shark, I would say. Yeah. So you got your browns, your grays, your like blue grays, mm-hmm. blackish in some spots, white in other spots. And then you also get some variations that also have some spots in them as well, whether it be on their fins or somewhere uh, scattered th- throughout their body. And thresher sharks, talking about how long they live, it's a pretty general, but it's 19 to 50 years. And especially for... You know, some sea animals can live hundreds of years, but some only live for a couple years. So that's a pretty long time, especially compared to other sharks. And I was shocked how 
late they reproduce. Yes. Most because most a lot of creatures besides mammals, really bigger mammals. Yes. It's all about re- reproducing as fast as possible. Get babies out as quick as possible. With thresher sharks, males aren't sexually mature until they're three to six years old. That's a while. Females and females are even later. Yeah. Females are four to five years until they're sexually mature, which is crazy that they wait that long. And with the reproduction, it's they it's annually that they reproduce, but they are only popping out one or two pups at a time. It is not, you know, like most fish where it's drop the eggs, try to get as many as you can. They only do two pups at a time, and they also don't have a placenta, I figured out. Um, so they are given live birth to the pups every single year. Well, to comment on that, this is another cool big word, another fun word of the day for people. <laughs> Ovoviviparous. Yes. Is a word. I saw that one. So what what ovoviviparous means, if you don't know, ovo is egg for in Latin. Ovoviviparous means they lay eggs, but the eggs stay inside their body Correct. until it hatches. There are a few other species in the world that do this. Some snakes do this. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's mostly reptiles. Reptiles do this. Yeah. So when Julia says they give live birth, that is technically that is correct. When the pup comes out of a mother shark, it swims right out. It goes. There, you don't see an egg. It's because the egg is on the inside. They lay an egg, but the egg is still held within them, which I thought was super interesting. And I thought this was funny just because, just a happy coincidence, their gestation period, nine months. Yeah. <laughs> so same as us. Yeah. So they, they have an egg developing in them for about... Nine months. And like Julia said, it's only a few pups, one to two pups at a time, nothing crazy. So, talking about where they live, they live in coastal waters. Um, They live pretty much all around the globe in different areas. I mean, they live in subtropics, they live in the colder waters. They mostly live in the deeper waters of the ocean. They're pretty isolated, they're pretty shy creatures. But they'll come in closer to coastal, sometimes to hunt, and also to give birth to their young. Yeah, then that's that was the big thing I found. It's literally just temperate waters around the world. Yep. So as long as it's warm waters, they're there. Um, but like I said, there are three species that we talked about. The main one, and where m- most of them live, is the Atlantic thresher. So the Atlantic Ocean is where the highest population species of threshers live. There's two others. One of them is called the big-eyed thresher. And the theory with them is, is they're the ones that live mostly deeper because that's bigger eyes, bigger get more water or yeah. get more light in, not water. And then the third one is called, uh, what was it? You just had it, Julia. The pelagic. Pel- pelagic, pelagic. Pelagic. Yeah. The pelagic or fine tooth thresher. Um, as for why it's called that, I don't know 100%. Um, but the big eye thresher and the pelagic thresher, those are the two smaller population ones. The main one is the Atlantic thresher shark. So as to population size, it's really kind of a big question mark. We don't have exact numbers. They say, you know, most of the species, they have pretty steady population. They can't judge whether they're extinct or extinct, endangered, uh, whether they have less numbers or more numbers, just because we don't have We've never really had a number for how much there are. It, it is, it's the problem with, since it can live pretty much anywhere around the world, they are basically constantly moving. It's mm-hmm. they, they don't come back to a certain spot. They're not, uh, what would be the word? Um, like similar like salmon, how salmon go back to where they were born. Gotcha. It's yeah. 
they go back, they're just in temperate waters, wherever that may be, wherever the fish are, wherever food is, that's where they go. So it's hard to know exactly if you've seen, if we've seen the same one twice without tagging them. Of course, you'd have to tag them to know all this sort of things. So a lot, like Julia said, it's a big question mark. Most of the stuff I've seen is they're vulnerable is the thought process just because of how much sharks are hunted around the world, whether it be everywhere. Because they used to be hunted for the oil in their liver, I saw. Yeah, that was the main thing. Yeah. Then then the second big thing is the the nutritional part. Because, I mean, you see it with stuff like rhino horns, elephant tusks, where there's the thought that eating this predator, eating this big creature is nutritious. It's healthy. It'll give me the, the life force of that creature. So that's that's a big problem that we see with most sharks. Thresher sharks just happen to be one of those. Um, but the, the population is also, it's presumed stable. That's the guess. So vulnerable, but it doesn't look like it's changing much right now, yeah. which isn't necessarily a good thing, but it's not the worst. So going on their diets, thresher sharks mainly feed on smaller fish and crustaceans. So think about anchovies, sardines, mackerel, but then they also feed on shrimp and even some smaller crabs sometimes. And occasionally I did see occasionally squid, octopus, and seabirds as well. And it's one of those, I mean, sharks are very much an opportunity. opportunity. It's if something's there and it looks edible, they're going to take a bite. Yep. Whatever that may be. Um, and then what they get eaten by, I was like, I guess the predators of the thresher shark, for the most part, it's only when they're young or the smaller, the, the smaller thresher yeah. sharks. And it's usually larger sharks or killer whales. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. No, nothing really messes with a thresher shark. I mean, sharks we've seen don't really go after one another because even though they're, they, they're opportunistic eaters... They want an easy meal. Yes. They, it's similar to like bears, wolves. They want an easy meal. If a shark looks at another, if a great white is looking at a thresher shark that's as big as it, it doesn't want to do that because yeah. there's the there's the threat that it could get hurt and then it dies. And then it's also the wasted energy trying to catch that too. Yes, they spend, expend minimal energy trying to get food. Yep. They, they, they can't just because they're diets. They, they, they're not taking in that much food to where they can afford to expend that much energy. And as for eating, if you're a human and you're in thresher shark infested waters, you don't have to worry. Nope. They are virtually harmless to humans. I don't even, is there even a documented thresher there shark is. attack? I found one documented attack and it was a thresher shark was swimming in the water. Someone jumped in, grabbed its tail. And obviously the thresher shark was like, hey. it probably just spazzed. And did it even, did it kill him or did it just no, bite to get him off? Just a bite. I mean, it yeah. talks about, you know, divers jumping in the water and the thresher sharks, it's almost like scatter, like mice. They just, yeah. they do not like to interact with anything else. Yeah, which, I mean, like I said, it goes back to what we we're saying, expend as little energy as possible. Yep. I'm not going to fight. I don't want to fight. I just want to eat, swim, and reproduce. That's it. That's all I want to do. So, like I said, you have nothing to worry about. A thresher shark isn't going to attack you. And let me, do, let me take this PSA. Most sharks aren't going to attack you anyway. Sharks are pretty freaking harmless. Don't provoke sharks and they won't don't, provoke you. Don't provoke and don't look like food. Yeah. So like with surfers and yeah. you look like a seal. Don't provoke and don't look like food. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Gotta and do. most sharks will not attack you. Yep. And as for eating, we will get into probably the, the fun fact about yeah. thresher sharks. So like we talked about their tail. The upper part of their tail fin, caudal fin, whatever you want to call it, is extremely long. Is at least half their total length. There's a reason why it developed that way. And I'll let Julia, because Julia's big about thresher sharks, yes. I'll let her talk about why that is and how they use it. So 
Thresher sharks with their tails, they're also one of the fastest species of sharks. And it helps that their tail is that long, but the way that they hunt is they'll come up on some small schools of fish. Like I said, the anchovies, the sardines, they all group together. They'll come upon one, and what they'll do is they will go as fast as they can through the school of fish while whipping their tail back and forth to stun or paralyze the fish. And then afterwards, they'll just swim back through and eat whatever they stunned. And I mean, I have seen videos of this, and it's, it is like a two-second shot, yeah, basically. And- I was looking at videos as well right before this, yeah. and the tail doesn't even look like it's moving that fast. Yeah. It doesn't, but it's just the fact that how fast they're already going, mm-hmm. which is up to, I think, 30 miles an hour. 30 miles an hour. So they're already going fast, and the just the, the what would be the word, the thickness, the... Um, the power the, of Yeah, it, really. the density of the tail. Yeah. Swinging that tail at 30 miles an hour, that shock wave, because it's not that they're hitting the fish with the tail. Mm-hmm. It's the shock wave moving through the water that, like, for some reason, we know fish are not the brightest creatures. Yeah. They get this huge shockwave and it's just, oh no. It's like shut down. Yeah, the brain shuts off or something. Something goes on. And they, like Joy said, they will go through and eat everything they stunned, which makes them one of the most efficient sharks because most sharks are only able to kill one fish at a time. Yep. It's usually eat one fish, move on. Whereas special sharks, they swim through a school, stun, However many they want to stun, then they just swim through. Um, art, 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 just getting them off. It's easy. They're crazy efficient compared to other other sharks. And going along with this powerful tail, the thresher shark is one of the few species of sharks that can completely breach themselves out of water. So you think of breaching, you're thinking of dolphins jumping out of the water. You're thinking of whales breaching. But thresher sharks can propel themselves at least... 10 feet above the water just alone because of how fast they are and how powerful the ter- the, their tail is. Is there a reason why they breach? Because I know with like with like whales, the breach, wh- one reason they breach is feeding or then getting air. But for feeding, it's krill, shrimp, whatever, are, yeah, krill are sitting at the top of the water. So the whale comes yeah. up from the below and that's why it breaches. Or a shark is trying to, or a great white is trying to come under a seal, yes. grab the seal from below. So what's the reason? Because thresher sharks are all about stunning. I did see one thing about it, and it was maybe they do it to confuse their prey. They don't have an exact reason why they do mm. it because, you know, like you said, they don't do it for food because they just swim through the food and they get mm. it. They very rarely jump out of the water for food. So they they're, it's a question mark there as well. They're not exactly sure why thresher sharks do it. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to comment on too. I just I just looked at my notes and caught it about the stunning with its tail. The videos I was watching it was really interesting. So Julia was talking about how the tail goes side to side when whipping. I also saw ones where it was doing it over its head, how it would almost do like a stoppy, and so its tail would kind of its back end would kind of go up, and then the tail would come forward, almost thinking like a scorpion strike almost with oh, its yeah. tail. Looked super fascinating, really interesting. The and just the fact that. Thinking about this is what evolution shows. This is how evolution decided this creature is going to go. And that's, it's so it's, fascinating. It's going to whip things. Yeah. Because uh, off the top of my head, I can only think of one other creature that used its tail like a whip, and that's a dinosaur that's been extinct yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And it was the Diplodocus, uh, a herbivore, so it was defense thing. But it's 
fascinating that, like I said, that's what evolution shows. That's how it decided to progress. Because, like, it's one of the most unique hunting skills there are yep. in the world. Yeah. Outside of using tools. Yeah. So I've got some fun facts for us to end this. And the first one is that there might have been a new species of the shark discovered off the coast of Baja in 1995. There was a sighting. There was a sample that they got. And it's nothing's been seen of it since. So, you know, 1995, long time ago. Um, but they're not even quite sure if it was a new species, if it was just... You know, a species that we know that just has different patterns on it. I mean, it's yeah. a big question mark with that as well. Yeah. And another thing is, it's thresher sharks are related to mako sharks, basking sharks, and great white sharks. They're all mm. in the same family, which also makes it related to the prehistoric megalodon sharks. Yes. Uh, and it, I mean, if you compare a thresher to a mako mm. shark, they're pretty much the same except for the tail. Well, that's, I was going to, I looked at, I noticed that too, looking at pictures and videos of thresher shark. If you presented someone a picture of just the, from like gills to the nose, mm-hmm. of Thresher, Mako, Great White, some people probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. No. No. Their faces are very similar. Yep. That kind of like the pointed nose, um, the big dark eyes on the side, mm-hmm. and then the big, I'll call it like a toothy, toothy mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's how the, all three of them look. Mm-hmm. The, very much that is the... Style. So that makes sense. I didn't know that they were that closely related, but that makes sense now yeah. you mentioned. And then the last thing that I have is that there's actually a myth that's gone around the world that thresher sharks and swordfish would team up to hunt whales. So the thresher shark would go in front of the whale and, you know, swim, whip its tail and get the whale kind of like dazed and confused. Like, what is this shark doing in front of me right now? And the swordfish would come up and pierce the whale and then they'd share the feast together. Which has been completely false. You know, neither of them hunt whales, but it's just funny how this myth has literally are, traveled around the entire world. Are marlins or swordfish? Yeah. Are their mouths even big enough to take a bite? No, no, <laughs> they have tiny little mouths. Whereas, like, yeah, a thresher shark could theoretically take a bite of a whale, yeah. but like, it's not gonna do that. Yeah. It's and anything the thresher shark tries to do to a whale, I mean, you're, that's you can't. A whale's mass, even the smallest whale, is. Huge. 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 Thresher Shark isn't doing anything to it. That's a fun little myth, but like Julia said, that is easily disproven and false. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode about Thresher Sharks. Catch us in the next episode, which is going to be all about aardvarks. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CTTC Podcast. Again, that is CTTC Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learned something new. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.